This is 2018 with Richard Kingsmill. Let's meet Kait, the Melbourne 20-year-old singer. Only been on the scene for a couple of years, but she's had a lot of success. She's just put out a debut EP. She's on a national run of dates at the moment. One of her big heroes is a fan of hers as well. She's got an absolutely beautiful voice. You're going to hear one of the key tracks from the debut EP in just a moment. It's called OG Love Kush Part 2, and it's already had over one and a half million streams online, and it's still going. Uh, last year, though, she basically released this is her debut single and this also clocked over a million streams online. So Kaite is with us on 2018. Blind, I was blind away all I was signs to complicate their piano and guitar chords sing about kissing at midnight on a rooftop saying you let's go me to your bedroom right we'll be watching movies all night know how to grind and sit by them both that shit tired they like not no makeup on suits up on my head you look into my eyes yeah I prefer this you instead you make me feel like a natural woman for money. You make me feel like I have some evil super for the fun. Like I have been on the two shit and we're so up for money. You make me feel like a natural woman. Kate. Welcome into Triple J. How are you? I'm very well. Thank you for having me. That's all right. Really nice to meet you. You've got a beautiful voice. I want to find out about your inspirations as a singer. Mm -hmm. Things have been going really well for you since putting out Natural Woman, which was just over a year ago now. It's been pretty good times for you. It's been so much fun. Yeah, crazy that I'm doing exactly what I want to do. 20 years of age, is that mm -hmm. right? Okay. So it's been a good year. You've had a couple of singles and now the debut EP. Let's go back further in time. I believe you were born in Papua New Guinea. Mm -hmm. Okay. And <laughs> uh, what age did you come to Australia? I don't remember too much age, but I was getting into year two, whatever that is. And before that, so you were in Port Moresby? Yeah, uh, Lay. Where's Lay? Lay is like... Lay somewhere, somewhere like around Port Moresby was where I born, was where I was born, yeah. which is like the main um, capital city. But Lay's like a bit more down, I believe. Can you remember much about it? Mm -mm. No, I do remember more so like I don't know doing dumb things and getting in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> As a what a six, five and a six year old, mm -hmm. really? Uh huh. You're a naughty kid. Oh, uh, I wouldn't say naughty. Um, I was just. Living life. <laughs> <laughs> On the wild side. Exactly. Okay. So around second grade, you come to Australia, but I believe that you and your family were kind of moving between Australia mm. and Papua New Guinea still. Yeah, yeah. Is that because of family, business yes. interests, work, stuff family. like that? Yeah, okay. Definitely family. My mum's side's over here. So it's just that was trying to keep that balance. But then I guess just education really and a better life in, in some ways staying um, in Melbourne. Do you feel a strong connection still to Papua New Guinea? Most definitely. I think about it every day and, um, yeah, my people run through me. So where did your love of singing and music come from? Was it when you were in Papua New Guinea? Was it when you moved to Australia? I've always loved singing, Richard. It's just, like, something I just love to do. Like, it just came, like, talking to me. But I feel like it is really... Is that because, sorry, is that because did your mum sing or does your mum sing? No, um, but my parents are both artists, visual artists, amazing 
creators. And I guess I've like always had, you know, that space in um, materials and, you know, the support to be able to do whatever I want to do. And um, even though my dad was a bit like, mm, I don't want you doing art. I don't want you to struggle. Because he was struggling. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Did visual arts interest you at all? I think anything creative, um, any way I can express myself um, creatively, I just gravitate towards, so whatever that is. But he did make me try and steer clear of visual arts. <laughs> just don't go down this road. <laughs> uh-huh. I've been down this road, it's a hard road. Pretty much. Yeah, and singing he was also a bit tentative about, but has he changed mm-hmm. his mind? I feel like he believes and trusts um, what I'm wanting to do and something that I'm wanting to do, this is like my life and my enjoyment and happiness. So I feel like that that should overrule Yeah, absolutely. And that's what it means to you, to mm. sing, to perform. What about your mum? Was she okay with you singing? I love my mum. <laughs> she, she's um, so amazing. She supports me through literally everything. She, like, words me up, though. She'll tell me how it is, but end of the day, like, I need to mess up and I need to learn for myself. Yeah, true experience, making mistakes, you, mm. you learn best that way. Mm-hmm. What, were, what, were the, what were the artists as a kid? So you loved singing, you knew that at a very early age. Were you hearing other singers to inspire you or was it just a natural instinct? My mum has a very um, amazing and an, um, eclectic range of noises that I would listen to growing up. So from like the Smiths, Morrissey, Michael Franti. Black Eyed Peas, all these, you know, amazing artists. And then from there, I, I don't know, I just figured out what I liked and what I did not. <laughs> um, but, but it sounds like it was a lot of genres, a lot of different styles of music. Most definitely. What, what did you gravitate to as a kid? What did you automatically like? Mm, uh, I loved Pink Floyd. I loved Morrissey, so, um, well, the Smiths, but then it went to Morrissey. My uncle introduced me to Lauren Hill. Now, now we're getting closer. To, <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, not a lot of pink, not a lot of Pink Floyd and the Smiths Ooh. comes through in the music of Kate. Yeah, but um, you know, uh, definitely all of that Amy Winehouse that probably came through my uncle as well. Did you hear those voices and just get a tingle up your spine? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like those were the first, not real artists, but first artists that um, their words and their music just went straight through me and just felt so, just felt so a part of what they were a part of and, yeah, felt inclusive and not alone when listening to their stuff. It really spoke to you that strongly. Mm. Is Jill Scott a fan? Is, has Jill Scott sussed your music Jill out? Jill who? Jill Scott. <laughs> this is because I was reading somewhere and it said Jill Scott's described her music as and I was like, is this true? So does Jill Scott know you? Apparently so. <laughs> Apparently, which is so crazy and I feel like I am on a different planet. Yeah. Do you know how she came in touch? Did you play shows with her or did anything like that? No, Nothing? sir. No, no, no. Yeah. It, it came up so randomly. It was like in the middle of the night and I was getting all these random messages and it was like, Jilly sent me here. I'm like, who's Jilly? And then I found out it was the 
the Jill Scott. Jill Scott. Mother, yes. Yeah, right. <laughs> Pra praising your music and liking it and uh, and obviously being a bit of a fan now. Wild. Wild stuff. <laughs> we we've got Kaite in the studio. We're finding out a little bit more about this Melbourne singer and talent. We'll obviously get to one of the key tracks off your debut EP in just a moment. Coming through the Melbourne music scene, as I said before, you're 20 years of age. Tell us a, about the mentoring program that you got involved in. I believe it's called Dig Deep. Mm. Now tell us about, because I mean, obviously, you know, you loved singing, but being able to perform, record, it's one of those steps which is not an easy one to take. You know, you've got to have connections or you've got to have the confidence. So what did this mentoring program mean for you and how did you get involved and what exactly did you go through? Mm, dig deep. It um it started off as something I didn't even know of and my uh, father was like, there's like this hip-hop choir. Do you want to be a part of it? I was like, yeah, sure. And I get there and it was not a hip-hop choir and I had no idea what it was. It's um, run through Art Centre Melbourne and I got in there and it was just a whole melting pot of people and just like creating music and I was like super shy and I'm just like, what's going on? Um, Were they experienced people making music or, or newbies like you? This was just high schoolers. So whether they've been, you know, making music for like a week or a year, um, but there was um, main mentors within the program that um, was helping out, including Momo, my mentor, and uh, Dan West from Cooking on Three Burners, uh, Mantra MC, Hayley Kramer. Okay, Cooking on Three Burners, that's where you got to feature on their track. Mm -hmm. Let's hear a little blast of that because Double J's actually been playing this track a lot, but this is great. There's no more time for questions. Please see terms and conditions. Ask not and maybe I'll give it some consideration. Register your interest right here. Leave your name and number, my dear. Preferably what kind of career you choose to do. No promises. I've heard people talk saying you think you're the shit. Well, I'ma tell you something. Trust me, you in the system. So check in with me next week. Just don't hold up the line. As I told you, I'm not accepting that. So that's the and Lance Ferguson's band cooking on three burners. Mm -hmm. That's the that's the track that Kait is currently on as well. That's sounding really good. I also just want to play a little bit now of the Bwise collab, which you've done as well, because Bwise has just released his album, and he got you to guest on this track. Yes, yeah, shout outs, Area Famous. Let's hear a little track from from the Area Famous album by Bwise. Oh yeah. So B-Wise is now a bit of a fan of Kaid as well. So he's from Sydney. How did he mm -hmm. hook up with you? Did he just send you an email and, and said that, you know, he wants you on this track? Yeah. Um, my boyfriend, Adrian Eagle, they, um, they were touring together with the Fundamentals, um, supporting them on their Victorian mm. 
tour. I didn't realise. You, you and Adrian Eagle are close. Ooh. Oh, did not, did not know that. There you go. <laughs> okay. But, yeah, that's how I knew um, Wise through all of that. Um, but then, yeah, he just hit us up and was like, yo, you vibing this track? And I was. <laughs> <laughs> Kay, it has been a pleasure to meet you. You've got a wonderful voice. Good luck in the future. Look forward to hearing more of what you've got to offer. Let's hear OG Love Kush Part 2, <laughs> which is off your debut EP, which is now out. I love the line in this track, I feel like I'm your mama. Of course, it's so damn hard just to please you. <laughs> That's a really great line. Um, was that? Did you feel good when you wrote that line? It's, I felt so good. I felt such, empowered. <laughs> it's such a clever line. It's really good. It works on a, a number of levels for me anyway. Um, tell us about this track. When did you write this? I wrote this last year. This is when I was going through some things. And I originally um, had written OG Love Kush first. So this was like the part two to it. But... um. Yeah, it's kind of like the OG Love Kush was like, you know, all this stuff's going on. I still got love for you, though. But then part two is like, you know, this full circle, that growth and that understanding like, yay, we cool, but and I had love for you, but um, yeah, I can't keep doing that to no, myself. I've come out the other side. Mm-hmm. I'm okay. I'm, I'm here. Yeah. I'm, I'm moving, for, I'm I'm moving with Jill. forward. <laughs> yeah, I got Jill Scott now. <laughs> I don't need you anymore. <laughs> Okay, fantastic. Let's hear it. It's a beautiful track. Kayit, so good to have um, you in the studios and thanks so much for having a chat. Thank you for having me. You had the audacity to leave your mental cigarettes on the kitchen floor. You know how much I hate you smoking and your asthma always acting up on the floor. You're never really on my mind. I just think of you from time to time. Can finally say I'm sleeping well at night. Don't need weed singing me a lullaby. Feel like I'm your mama Cause it's so damn hard just to please you But now it's not my problem I got no more OG love kush for you I feel like I'm your mama Cause it's so damn hard just to please you But now it's not my problem I got no more OG love kush for you boo. I wanna see you do nothing but the best But in order to do that I think it will be best I believe you on scene Block you off everything Stop imagining that ring I stop this as if drinking Hoping that I see you on the weekend Going on my girl's phone to check your time Talking all them bitches that like to profile Lies your profile Nothing anymore. 2018 and the world of new music with Richard Kingsmill on Triple J.